Listener Production. Travis Head, thanks to QuickBooks Online. Hit your business goals for six and save 29 hours of admin a month. Search QuickBooks Online today. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk, previewing the first test between Australia and the West Indies at the Adelaide Oval. No Adam Peacock or Brad Hutton today. Sam Ferris here with you. A very special guest, thanks to QuickBooks Online, Travis Head. G'day, Trav. Hi, mate. Thanks for having me. Caught up with you a lot this summer. We're three tests down, two to go. How are you feeling? Feeling ready to hopefully uh, get some runs. Had a nice little week off. Boys have played exceptionally well um, for three test matches now and um, we've been tested through parts of them and stepped up in big moments and I think everything that uh, the team has been over the last 18 months and everyone what everyone expects over the last 18 months. So that's nice. Um, yeah, boys playing well. Hopefully uh, Adelaide home. Our home test match um, prep's been really good. Obviously had a four or five days off as well. So feeling refreshed, feeling ready to go and um, hopefully no better place to, to start the summer with some runs is uh, uh, at Adelaide. Yeah, you've got some good memories at the Adelaide Oval. But let's address the elephant in the room straight away, shall we? What's it been like around the team without David Warner? Um, well, golf's fallen on my shoulders, so tough. Um, I've had to sort four rounds of golf out in four days for the boys. So um, in and around training, et cetera, and some of the time slots they want. And, um, yeah, they're very lucky uh, that Adelaide is very accommodating of the Australian career team uh, during a, a period or a camp. So um, the guys have... Um, I haven't been able to be involved in all of them because I've been worrying about trying to get some runs and training and um, and being at home and spending some time with the girls. So, um, But they've uh, very much loved the last four days, I think, the, the guys that have played. And um, Davey hasn't sent that contact list to the golf yet, so um, I'm on my own. So I think uh, I'll be in some strife once we leave Adelaide. <laughs> well, actually, Pat Cummins said at the press conference on the, uh, the day before the test match that uh, you stepped up into his shoes. You're all over the WhatsApp chat booking dinners, booking golf. Uh, have you slotted into Davey's shoes pretty well? Like I said, it's lucky that we're in Adelaide because <laughs> out of Adelaide, I got I got no chance. So I think we might just have to have a rolling leadership with that one and we go to Brisbane next week. So Kawaja, um, then what, we go a couple of one days and then we go on a test creek in New Zealand. So Dan Vittoria, I don't think we know a better man to have um, than the king himself in, in New Zealand. So I think we're sorted with that. Um, and so that will heavily fall on his shoulders. I think we'll just have a rolling leadership with that one. And each state, someone has to take up the reins because no one can do the amount of work that David did offline. So um, we'll leave it to the, the boys to take up the slack. As you said, a man that knows everything about everything and everyone about everyone. You mentioned it a couple of times, didn't quite get the runs you wanted against Pakistan. So what have you done in the break? These are about 10 days or so to try and correct that and get those runs on the board. Uh, yeah, just try to uh, first off, just try to take a little bit of a spell, and um, it's been a heavy sort of twelve month to look back and the year's done, and it's been crazy. And the SCG has been a little bit of like that finish of the summer, that last Test match. So, and it, and honestly, with Davies exiting and celebration and all the things that went with it, it did feel like a, I know it was the end of a series for for one team, and but it did feel like that almost the end of the summer. So. I could sort of park what's happened, park the, the, the year. Yes, it was a great one personally. Um, I would have loved to finish it off better than what I did, but can't help that sometimes. So, um, yeah, take a sort of mental refresh for four or five days and then got some really good stuff done off-field away from cricket. Just, yeah, a couple of gym sessions, a couple of running sessions that you don't normally get within competition because you're trying to look after yourself mentally. So feeling good and then a couple of really, really good hit-outs. So, there's no better net session, net nets in Australia than probably Adelaide. So a nice one to find some rhythm. Felt really, really good over the last two days, but then that's not guaranteed for tomorrow. So, yeah, have a nice relaxing night tonight. Good feed, chill out, 
um, wake up tomorrow fresh and I guess you're home bed, you're in your own house and you get a drive in, um, a drive that you that I'm so used to going to Adelaide Oval. It's going to be an exciting morning. Um, try to make sure I'm as relaxed as possible um, and we crack on. So um, hopefully that means runs. Speaking of that, those net sessions, I saw some footage on social media of you facing Josh Hazelwood in those nets there. It looked uncomfortable just watching it. What's it like actually facing it? Yep, exactly that. Um, I think I know what I've been doing wrong. I think a photo came out of me just seeing the ball with my eyes closed. So maybe that's why I haven't been batting as well as I, I, the last 24 hours I've opened my eyes and um, I'm watching the ball a little bit better, but um, maybe that was the key. But um, oh, look, I've always said that facing these boys are the, is the hardest prep. And yeah, Josh with a brand new ball on um, wickets offered a little bit, which is good because I think it mimics the middle a little bit with that new ball that can move around a little bit. So um, and he was on properly. So um, it's not often the boys have a day off in the nets when we're full going. We're full going. So nice to come out with all my fingers. Not get out too many times against him. I don't think I got out against him, which was nice. I don't think I scored many runs, but that's okay. Um, feel like I was in. Yeah, I think when they put you through your paces and you come out of that, you everything else feels a little bit easier. Do the quicks count the times they get you out? Oh, well, they let you know about it pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and, and me and Josh are quite close and that footage got sent around to a few groups outside of, the, of this environment. And it, it's, so I said, it's hard to hit marbles sometimes when they look like that's what that's coming down at you. But um, like I said, not many runs were scored, no wickets lost. So I'll take that as a win against him. But um, no, he, I think he's very keen normally to, to knock, try and knock me over. Steve Smith's never out. We know that. Steve Smith's never out. doesn't matter where the filters are. You could have a dozen filters. I always feel like I try and get Hoff out, so it works both ways. But he bowls a lot more to me than I do to him, um, and he smacks me every time, so I've stopped bowling to him. But, uh, yeah, Smudge is never out. Marnus is never out. I'm happy to say when I'm out. But normally it's hard to judge whether the head hider cover's out or not out. Bowling LBW would be a bit easier if you nick one, but the old head hider mid-off and mid-on is a bit different. Yeah, uh, umpire's call on that one. Uh, yeah. Good memories last summer. 175 and 38 not out. Now, you exclusively revealed to Willow Talk that you watch footage ahead of a game to sort of get you in the right mindset. Have you flicked on those highlights before tomorrow? Uh, I watched uh, I watched uh, last year's, um, last night, sort of just to remind myself how I batted at Adelaide and where I scored and how I went about it. So, yeah, everyone goes through different ways. Yeah, I when you, I guess you're out of, well, I'm not out of Nick. I don't feel like I'm out of Nick, but nice to go back and go, okay, how are my patterns and a bit of good vibe and whatnot. So, why wouldn't you watch last year when you've batted on the wicket and, you, and I played as well against the same opposition as well? Um, so that was more more the thing of, okay, where did they come to me? Where did West Indies bowl? Where did I score against them? Because plans will be quite similar, you think. I know different bowlers. Um, Joseph played in that game, a few different faces. But um, all in all, um, the moving patterns, the way you, where I scored in Adelaide, um, all think think I know that, and um, but it's also nice to have a refresher and a good feel and, and remember the way you moved and go to bed feeling the way I moved and, and I guess, yeah, how I want it to feel uh, tomorrow if we bat and, or the next day. And I feel like training today was better for it. I feel like I moved well, hit the ball well, was short and sharp and was out of there. So, again, like I said, it's never ever guaranteed to, to make runs, but I guess it's a little bit of a blueprint of, of what I've done over the last few days. You looked certain to get 200 and then Cameron Green, bit of a mix-up. He runs you out. He's your number four now. Have you forgiven him yet? <laughs> I've forgiven him. I haven't mentioned anything. I don't want him to get in his mind, but I'll make sure we're loud calls when I get out there. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it was one of those things with Green. I, I, I didn't hear him say it, but I heard he says it's. Uh, he said it was a bit tough to at six to bat behind me at times with some of the tempo that we played and 
I think probably that contributes to a little bit of getting in the game and wanting to insert himself, etc. when he gets out in the middle. So I think it'll be the reversal now. I think when I get out there, he'll be nice and relaxed, calm, ready to go, playing well. So I think we'll have no issues. And I think the times that we've done that, um, albeit different tempos, the partnerships that we've had um, have been good ones. So um, hopefully he's a little bit, I didn't know that about him, but hopefully he's a little bit calmer now that he's above me. And uh, I look forward to the pad rash of watching him and Manus or Smithy and Uz back together. So hopefully they're back for a long time and give me a good chance at the end. Yeah, a couple of years ago, you didn't even get a hit. Warner got 300. I think Manus got 100. You were batting at six and didn't even get a go. Home test match. Don't remember. Home test match and didn't even get a walk out of the bat, didn't get a bowl, didn't take a catch. <laughs> One, it was the easiest week ever, but you don't want that in your home test match. All my mates come to watch me at least go out. At least if I get a duck, it doesn't matter. At least I get to walk out and walk back. Didn't feature once, which... Again, I'd take anywhere else but a home test match. Yeah, well, I'll probably take it tomorrow, to be honest, if that was the case, this test. But, um, yeah, hopefully I get a little look at it. Hopefully at least I get a bowl. Don't bat, that's okay. At least hopefully I'll get a trundle at some point. We've got Cameron Green at four, new opener, Steve Smith. How has he been? How do you reckon he's going to go against the new ball? Any difference this week with him opening the batting? Uh, no difference from what I've seen with his prep or anything, the way he goes about it. He said he, he's someone, again, who's talked about how since Marnus has come to the team, he hates watching the – watching the game, and um, I don't know if that speaks for who he batted ahead him before that, but <laughs> since Marnus come, he reckons he's, wait, he's waiting too long and wants to get involved, and obviously some of the planning um, around him and shutting him scoring down, obviously short pitch bowling when he walks in, etc. yeah, that may re- re-energise himself a little bit, obviously a bit of background chat around it, and, and, and now it's happened. So the guy's probably the best ever batter we've ever had. Obviously there's a few people in that conversation, and everyone will have a different opinion, but um, he's our general, he's the best batter one of the best batters ever in our generation and I'm sure the bloke who averages 60s come in most times in different situations and, and, and average six series test career. So I think he's batted from one to nine now um, in every spot. So he's just ticking off as he goes. I don't know if he's going to finish career at 10 or 11, um, but I think he uh, but hopefully finishes well at the one. He might take up the leggies again, bat down the order. <laughs> I don't know if he could – I don't know what grade he'd play if he picked his leggies back up. At, uh, he plays at the Sharks, Sunny Sutherland Sharks. I don't know if they're fourth or fifth or after a leggy, but uh, that's about it, I reckon. <laughs> he'd make some runs. He'd do, he'd do pretty well, I'd imagine. Uh, <laughs> one of his little uh, habits, he's got a few of them, is he likes to have a bar of chocolate after he scores a Test Match 100. Now, it's been a little while since he's got the three figures. So have you noticed like a really old block in his kit bag or does he get a new one every Test innings and there's a mountain of the stuff just waiting around in the dressing room? Wait, he doesn't miss out on the chocolate, does he? I reckon. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen. Him. I haven't seen him eating it lately. Um, I reckon he might sneak it every now and then. Some of the wickets we've played on. I reckon if he gets forty or fifty, he claims it. Hopefully, it's a very, very big block of chocolate in Adelaide this week. We'll uh, we'll get down. I think there's nice Hague's chocolate on uh, on King William. We might have to get him a big box, send him down for him. So um, there you go. If he gets hundred this week, I'll go buy him a box of chocolate for him. We'll clip that up. We'll hold you to that, Trav. <laughs> yeah. The- the Windies, Pat Cummins has said you guys are focusing more on yourselves than the opposition and you did just play these guys last year, but there's a whole host of new faces. Three debutants uh, in this test match alone. One of them going to be Shamar Joseph. Now, Pete Hanscom said on the podcast earlier in the week that he's pretty quick, even a little bit quicker than Al Zari. What do you know about him? What do you know about these uncapped players? Yeah, the footage that we've seen, they're exciting. Um, I think... There's a few people that wrote Pakistan off a couple of weeks ago saying they were going to be no good. And they showed if they took a couple of moments in the in that test series that it could have looked a little bit different. So I think you've got to, yeah, you've got to play well. We've got to make sure we start well tomorrow morning. Obviously, there's a fair bit on the line with test championship points, et cetera. But 
when you're naive and you and you've got no baggage and you and you're fresh into the game and you've got that excitement and that passion and you're playing for your country um it's amazing what things can happen when when you're fresh and when you when you've got no external thoughts or whatnot so they're going to come in excited, raring to go. Um, we know that. That means we have to start well, and we want to make sure that hopefully there's no unknowns. So, yeah, boys will go about it different ways, watch different footage. Um, I guess from my point of view, it's nice being down the order a little bit, so as much footage or as much as you want to watch. Um, it's always nice seeing them live, so I'm sure a few blokes will watch them in the warm-up, how they're going about things. But yeah, and I think the the main theme is each individual go about it each way, but we want to make sure there's no surprises. We want to make sure we're ruthless and and with a team like it is, the more wins you can have at the start of the game, if we play well tomorrow and play well day two, the more wins we can have over the first few days and the more pressure we can put on them, then the better the series will look. If we let them in and we're, and we're off the pace, then um, we've seen different things happen and, and, and different upsets or different um, results come from that. So, yeah, we've got to be make sure that Pat's right. We've got to make sure we control what we can control, but also make sure that there's no surprises the way we go about things. It's a day game at the Adelaide Oval. Don't see them too often uh, yep. these days. The curator says he hasn't changed the way he's prepared the pitch from a pink ball game to a red ball game. Have you had a look at it? What are you expecting from it? Yeah, it looks a really, really good track. I think you come to expect in shield cricket here, like 25, 30 overs of the new ball being difficult um, where it offers some movement. And then when the hardness comes out of the ball, it becomes better to bat. And then you get around the second new ball. So I think you'll see throughout the whole game, the new ball offer a little bit. I think you'll see it spin throughout the whole game with the thatchiness of the grass and the way the ball grips and more as the game goes on with footholds, et cetera. Um, but I think it's always a good even contest. Um, it will be about who can get through that first 25, 30 overs, who can put the pressure on through the next remaining uh, 30 or 40 overs, or 50 overs before the new ball, and then who can capitalise on those big moments. So um, it's always an interesting test match. I, I guess the pink ball is gone now, so the twilight, daytime, debate goes out the window now and play good hard test cricket and, and then play the game as, as it comes to us and um but no i expect it to be a really good week the, the crown looks in unbelievable nick probably better than i've ever seen it and so um yeah it's set up for what will be a great week and is it fair to say that the crowd will still enjoy themselves even though it's an early start uh very much so um <laughs> i think there'll be a few people in the tent uh, i got asked earlier about what's the best prep to go for if you go out of the back and um, you probably watch the first ball and the last ball and that might be the two balls that you watch. There'll certainly be um, a few people with that. Um, hopefully a few blokes get close to 100 and then you'll see that stand pack out a little bit more from the members and they come out and, and watch some milestones and and hopefully we see a few of that for Australia tomorrow. But um, no, yeah, it's, a, it's a great buzz. It's a great test match. It's unique in the style of it's that race sort of that, that race day sort of feel, that back, tense with the PIMS and, and, the, and the festive sort of season. Obviously, a little bit of different timing this year, but um, the Adelaide crowd, they don't miss out. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a unique test uh, for all its own reasons. Um, again, the ground's looking unbelievable, Nick. So, yeah, a bit different with a Wednesday start. The weather's cooled off, which is good. So hopefully we see two or three really good days of the crowd and then on the weekend we can we can finish the test uh, in good style and, and in a way that people enjoy it. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great week. Was there ever a young Travis Head, an over-18 Travis Head, spending a day underneath that scoreboard? Not under the scoreboard. I've only ever done one uh, one day out the right. back uh, in the members, and it was uh, after a shield game that finished early and we got back. But normally um, over the years, it's um, either, yeah, there's a shield game on when I was playing for South Australia, so we'd always miss it. There'd be a shield game on that week, which is always a touch disappointing. But, um, 
yeah, I'll, uh, don't worry. I think once I'm finished, I think I'll get a few up my sleeve. So I think I'll make up for lost time when I, uh, I get a chance. But um, no, not a not. There's a lot of under eighteen uh, experiences there um, out in the Greek Chapel in the old Greek Chapel in the sun. Sitting the stand all day watching. Uh, I remember watching England bat for two days in the amazing Adelaide Test and didn't come to the last three. So that was good. Just watched his bowl, which I was spewing about. Um, so yeah, good, good, good memories, but not many over eighteen memories. So uh, I've always been playing and then uh, been lucky enough to be involved in a few years in Adelaide Test match. So hopefully a few more years to come, and then uh, I can enjoy the rest of it for uh, for what it is. So uh, looking forward to those days, but got some important ones to come. Very sensible answer, Trav. Under-18 Trav was very sensible, I imagine. Uh, a couple more before we let you go. Uh, being the home test match, what's the most rogue ticket request you've got? Someone completely out of the blue, you know, over the years, not not necessarily this test match, but is there someone you've gone, hang on, what's this coming through? Oh, you do laugh when you text, when your phone starts going off on a Monday or a Tuesday, oh, so for this week, Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, you start getting the odd, uh, you get start the odd message that comes through, phone number pops up and you're like, oh, and then they're at different times. Oh, I wonder if it will be about something. And no, it's about tickets. <laughs> I can't pinpoint one, but um, yeah, but you do enjoy the one that, that, that comes out. You haven't spoke. Yeah. The last message might be a happy birthday from last year. And then it's like, or or the even better ones are there's a message above it from tickets from last year. So they've doubled down. And the, the, the first time we spoke again is another request tickets for the year after. But um, I'm normally pretty good at replying to everyone. Uh, there's hit and misses sometimes, but um. There's only so many tickets that can go out, but um, I can't pinpoint one. But um, you could imagine, um, like everyone's home test match, there's a few woodworks that come out. But yeah, need some more South Australians in that team. Also, like the ones like, and this is for an example, the guys like Greg Blewett, like he's never asked me, but the guys like that asked that should be able to get their own tickets. So, guys that have played for South Australia, or guys that even some guys that have played for Australia before, hey mate, or people that just should be able to get tickets. That the messages still and go, hey, could you help us out? It's like, well, hang on, I think you should be under, you should be able to get him yourself. So yeah, I don't think Bluey Bluey comes to mind, but I don't think he's ever asked. I think he's uh, he's normally in a corporate box somewhere. David Warner, wait for those text messages. He'll be asking for tickets. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be. Hey, mate, can you get a tea time at Royal Adelaide for seven o'clock and nineteen tickets, please? <laughs> Maybe please at the end. <laughs> okay, last one. Last one. We spoke just before we started this chat about uh, you've had a busy day on the eve of the test match and you said you're going to do some washing. One thing I think a lot of fans want to know is do the cricketers wash their own whites? How does it work? Uh, yeah, when I'm at home, I'd have to because I can't chuck them in the laundry of the hotel. So, yeah, uh, I'll go everything. There's a few things from training, et cetera, now. So get them on a cold wash so they don't end up the same size as Matthew Wade's kit. <laughs> and... Uh, Anything that's got too many grass stains, just get a new pair of pants. So don't try too hard to, to try and get them out. Try hard to get them out, but if you don't succeed, it's always okay to ask for some new pairs, but um, normally pretty good. But, yeah, just uh, make sure it's a cold wash. Cold wash, don't get them to shrink, don't get the colours. I make It's probably the only thing with, that I don't mix the whites in the training kit. It's probably the only thing ever. Normally don't even worry about that sort of stuff, but I don't really want to pull my kit out in the morning and it be green So from their training kit. So, uh Look after that. Again, yeah, make sure they don't shrink. That's the only key. There'd have to be some big fines if either the washing's not done, someone's washed in hot water and there's some shrinkage. Surely the, the boys are hard on each other. There's been a few boys that, 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 that had some mishaps over this series. So um, Name names? Uh, I was one of them, so I did it. I, well, I did it I did it a few weeks ago. Um, two pairs of my, my creams come out with the, the elastic band a bit green. So 
little bit of an unforced error for me. Um, but the key is always the hotels. You always got to order a little bit extra sizes up, especially when you tour, um, because yeah, I don't think the hotels take much consideration to hot or cold. They just chuck them in and, and clean them. And they can come back a bit or in the dryer and come back a bit small. No good for the bikes that want to leave a little bit of room for for dessert. You don't want it too tight. So yeah, you always got to you got to size up. That's the key. Size up and let it shrink over the series or lose or lose weight during the series. Move with the shirts. <laughs> Poor old Steve Smith. Having, how many times did he have about a million chocolate bars one summer? So he would have had all kinds of issues with the, the sizing. I was about to say, his shirt, lucky his shirts didn't shrink in the Ashes a few years ago because he got about 600s. <laughs> Looked like his shirts were shrinking. <laughs> Trav, we'll let you go. you got some washing to do. All the best throughout this test match and we'll catch you after the first test. That was Travis Head. Thanks to QuickBooks Online. Thanks, Trav. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me. Travis Head, thanks to QuickBooks Online. Hit your business goals for six and save 29 hours of admin a month. Search QuickBooks Online today.